0: Before we begin, we'd like to share a content note about this month's episode. This episode contains discussions about racism, anti-Asian violence, misogyny, and white supremacy. Please take care while listening. Ingat.
1: Paula Bautista.
2: I'm Belinda Corpus. I'm Mary Chris Rivera. I'm Isabel Canaan. I'm Ellie Passaras, and we are the Tita, Tita Collective.
1: All right, how's everybody doing today? You know, oh, so good. Life,
2: another day in this pen boo boo. You know, pen, pen boo boo <laughs> in the <laughs> panty.
1: Another
3: day in the panty. <laughs> <kidding>. You know, it's <laughs> crazy. You know what I'm <laughs> saying?
1: Ah.
0: <laughs> uh, I can really go for a panini right now.
1: Ooh. Life is like a box of chocolates. Today, (laughs) you have another one.
4: (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) And then,
1: (laughs) tomorrow, (laughs) you have another one because we're in a pandemonium. Wow. Wow. It is a redundant situation, you know. (laughs) (laughs) We don't have to talk about it because it's continuously happening. Because people are not being safe. But that's okay. But you know, it's okay, we're figuring it
4: out. And while we're figuring <laughs> it out, we are going to teach you a Tagalog word!
3: Tagalog word!
0: Alright, what's our word for today? Our Tagalog word for today is Rasbag. Whoa. Well,
3: well. well.
4: Google says it means retaliate. Mm. Um, so it's mm. like to avenge something or someone. Uh, but we know right, it, Marvel. and it's slang. Also, it's like Filipino slang. And it is, like, we know it as, oh, we got your back. Or like, resbak kita. That's mm-hmm. how it kind of evolved. But it started with like, Oy, rumes bak tayo sa gagong yun. Yeah. And then we'll, we'll join you kind of yeah. thing. But now we, we've shortened it up to just resbak kita. So mm-hmm. that means uh, we got your back.
1: Don't you just love that? Don't you just love how language evolves?
2: (laughs) I mean, Molly loves it, too. My (laughs) dog.
4: And if you haven't picked up on it by now, Molly is AP's small dog.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, she's a a cocker-spaniel bichon.
4: Wow, Wow. that's fancy. So fancy.
1: Wait, but she's not your smallest dog, right? No, my smallest dog is um, Phoebe. She is a Bichon Poodle, a Bichon Poop, and she uh, trots around <laughs> with her tail between her legs. So.
4: Oh my gosh! Is she scared of other dogs? Because if she is, I will rest back her. Oh, <laughs> <Hey!
1: Boom>! absolutely. <laughs>
4: First
0: sentence down. Boom. There you go.
4: bring it out there. You go. Okay,
0: who's next? I'm trying to think think like a sentence to follow up. Like you just did a whole roundabout way with a dog with two dogs.
1: True. <laughs> I don't know how we got there, but we did.
2: Hoy, I need rest back on creating a sentence about rest back.
1: Yay! Yay! She squared it up. Okay, here, I'll do the tagalog one. <clears throat> okay. Sankapu punta. ng rest back? Mm-hmm. translated to where are you going do you need backup oh hey so kind of like the translation is very broad like most like the Gallo slang is it's like it can mean like have your back but it also means it trans can translate to like your, your backup the synonyms are endless <laughs> i got one If you find
0: yourself in times of trouble, I will rest back you. Yay! That's
1: so sweet.
0: It should be like a motivational quote. Like, live, left, love. Let's get rid of that and just put rest back instead. Oh my gosh. Yo, I would have a print of rest back up in my home. Yeah. Yes!
4: Yes. Oh my gosh. Merch! 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 merch.
3: Whoa, yeah. 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 I was just just thinking (laughs) (laughs) that, like, here, first. I know, and then you can put rest back on the back of the (laughs) t-shirt.
1: Oh, oh my god. My oh my
3: god. <laughs> and then like that, an
1: outline
3: that. of a hand. An outline of a hand. <laughs> <Yeah>. Rest
1: back. <laughs> yeah.
3: wow. Okay, I got it. When the Titas are on stage, we rest back each other.
1: Absolutely. That yeah. Makes sense? It yeah. yeah. was not supposed to be a question
3: mark at the end. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, that's my sentence and there I said it.
0: And here to talk more about rest back is Ellie's mom. It's not like we're going to rest back. We're
2: going to rest back.
1: Oh my
0: god, let's just rest back. You gotta back. Rest back indeed. <laughs>
4: uh, speaking of rest back, uh, this, uh, this week, this past week, and these past couple weeks, we've been rest backing each other so much.
3: Yeah, I mean, to switch gears a little bit, you know, the word rest back has definitely had like more meaning in the last few weeks as part of the Asian community. Uh, and so we we thought that it would be really important for us to dedicate an episode just to talk about all the Asian hate crimes that have been happening, kind of to give insight on what our experience is and also to kind of offer a safe space of uh, maybe to offer some people healing Uh, just in, you know, to casually talk about how we've been dealing with the situation. I think um, on social media, it's definitely been a conversation and rightfully so about how um, we can support the people who have been affected by this and um, how white folks can show up for the Asian community, you know, in different ways of of fundraising and in having conversations and how to reach out to to your Asian friends. But I think that it's important for us to kind of candidly speak about how we've been feeling emotionally as well. Because it's been such a surge of information out there, we wanted to offer a space where it kind of touches in sort of the emotional and mental side of things. You know, it's been a lot, especially for us. We do have um, a platform and a community online where we do find it's responsible of us to share these resources and to be leaders in the community, but oftentimes um, we don't really offer ourselves the space to sort of feel what we've been feeling. And so I think that this is our opportunity to sort of reflect on those things and express how we feel as humans who are Asian and living in the world today.
1: Yeah, that's been, um, been very challenging. I mean, for me, it's just been an amalgamation of emotional, just like climbing, I guess, and like just like fatigue. For like full disclosure, like I've been going through a lot of like personal, familial, um, like issues and and um, and problems. Uh, like I, I just lost my grandmother a few weeks ago during the same time that all of the, all of the hate crimes, were starting to be more publicized and more publicly like known and things were really starting to happen um and the stuff in Atlanta was happening it all kind of happened in one week for me so by the time I guess like when things started being actively discussed I was already at like my max for emotional capacity and it kind of there's a lot of guilt and I think there's a lot of different colors and there's a lot of different ways of dealing and supporting and going through all of this because regardless of how directly or indirectly connected you to you are to these situations and to these to these people or however you um take it there's no correct way of being human you know in that sense and like dealing with trauma and dealing with mourning so i think in discussing this i i just want to because I know I dealt with a lot of like guilt of not being able to be active on social media about like speaking out and not being able to just because it was I was I was just like generally exhausted because of my own stuff like that I was dealing with which is also rightfully so and I honor the space that I took for myself but it doesn't mean that I was being a bad, like, Asian person for not fighting for my fellow people that are going through these things. We all kind of show our support in different ways, and I guess my, what I wanted to put forward is just that, just that, like, like you have to take care of yourself before you fight with others. But it doesn't mean that you don't fight at the same time, but when you're ready, because it's, it's, not, it's not a just now, it's a long haul situation.
0: I found myself doing a bit of, bit of both, trying to f- make sure I take time for myself, but also, I had like a haven't been as super active on Instagram just like in general before this had happened, or before the shootings in Atlanta happened, um, but I knew about all the anti-Asian attacks that were happening across North America, like really globally, but when Atlanta happened, it hit me because it was like in the middle of a work day and I was in the middle of like going to like the seminar but I just I couldn't focus on anything and eventually like I kind of told my boss like I need to take this afternoon off because I'm not going to get anything done and I feel like I'm holding a lot of stuff in but oddly enough it took me a long time to be able to cry and feel like I could properly grieve and really process everything I think in the midst of all that I was doom scrolling on like, Insta- like, especially on Instagram, which I kind of now associate with, like, finding a lot more infographics, and it can be, like, more of an activist space, and I like it when it's like that, but I couldn't stop just, like, going on Instagram and, like, looking at other people's stories who were posting about it and then getting mad about people who weren't posting about it and knowing that's not just because someone isn't posting about it doesn't mean that they don't care, but I was also finding myself just doom-scrolling on Twitter, which is not a really great thing to be doing either, but... I don't know. I found myself kind of like in that vortex and it's really uncomfortable. it's, It's one of those things where I don't know what it is about it that feels like I can't stop. And I know that I should stop because I know that it's affecting me. And probably wasn't until later that night when I really felt like I could actually release everything that I was feeling. But then also knowing that it wasn't everything because going through trauma and grieving is just... It's constantly a wave. It's not linear. It's never linear. On and like I'm still kind of dealing and processing with that because also the anti-Asian attacks haven't stopped since then. So I think I'm trying to find the balance between honoring my feelings, honoring all these emotions and what my community is feeling too and properly being able to like ride them out and not suppress them because I know that I have a long habit of doing that. suppressing things until it really explodes which is totally not healthy but trying to find the balance between that and then going into like the downward spiral
3: yeah it's it's really hard to find that balance especially because i don't know i feel like and sort of like an immense pressure when it comes to situations like this because part of me feels like i mean as leaders i guess we could call ourselves in this community well yeah we can call ourselves leaders in this community it's hard because i feel the pressure of of having to show up and show up as leaders how can we show up for the community if we can't show up for ourselves and you often forget about that how to take time to like let things process for a second because you know it's sort of this just like wave a blanket of like responsibility that you feel you need to fulfill and then oftentimes when that happens if when i know personally when i don't let myself sit in what's what's going on then i kind of have like a breakdown and that's sort of what happened in this case cuz i was constantly telling myself i'm okay and it's hard to stay away from everything because you're on social media. Like I, I suppress things like this so much. And it's also really interesting because it makes me think of that idea of like nakakahiya. Like I, I feel a lot of shame around showing that I am affected in this because, you know, I'm sure other people have it worse. So it's just like, it's hard. It's really easy to gaslight yourself when it comes to this kind of trauma. It's so easy to do that. But the reality is, is that like everyone has, you know, different experiences when it comes to this. It's triggering is what it is, because, you know, as us, we are Filipino women, you know, like we're Asian, we're six Asian women. And so it's so it's so easy to kind of like uh, for stuff like this to like remind you of a lot of times. And I'm sure everyone has an experience of of being fetishized and, um, you know, stereotyped. And and so it, it was triggering in that way, which, and in a lot of ways that I thought just like didn't bother me, I just bringing up a lot of shit. If there's anything that this experience has taught me is to really sit with how I feel for a second, and 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 to sit with it in my higher self, just like Mary Chris, like what you were saying, I really had to take time to like take myself off of Instagram. It's such muscle muscle memory to go on there. Like I know it's not good and healthy for me to be scrolling all day and and like you know you you like dig yourself into this hole because you know it started with you know me me reading up about what happened in Atlanta and then then finding myself in this downward spiral of like watching these videos you know and my partner was like just like delete that just for today like you don't need to watch this and then everything happened with Vilma Kari or Carrie I'm not sure how to pronounce her last name but you know I was told Like, do not watch the video. You don't need to watch it. The headlines were traumatic enough, and so I didn't. I'm I'm glad that I didn't. But either way, like you know, knowing that it's happening, there's a lot of things like it affected me enough, and it's like, yeah, it's it's kind of unsafe also too when it comes to this sort sort of stuff because a lot of people were posting this um, video. I'll kind of like really frivolously, and it. it's just like, I don't need to watch this. And also, like, sometimes you I'm I'm trying to search to see more information, and I just find myself like the video is fucking playing, and it's like, oh my God, like I don't need to watch this. And so it's hard. It's like, I wish people would, you know, offer trigger warnings or be more considerate of the fact that it's like, what does that do to people to like be very careful about what you're posting? And and you know, we did have this conversation about how we wanted to go about. Um, talking about this and, you know, we made that post, uh, take care of our titas. And I mean, I think that spoke volumes for a lot of people and we were really going back and forth of whether or not we should have a caption to that. And it was like, no, you know, because Belinda, you were talking about that idea of radical rest. And sometimes it's like, yeah, we can show up for the community, but also like take care of ourselves at the same time. And it's just something that we're navigating and trying to figure out. But yeah, it's a lot. It's just a lot of heaviness. It's, it's all over the p- place, really, for me.
4: Something that you said, Ellie, of like um, <clears throat> other people have it worse. So I feel like my feelings aren't validated. You know what I mean? I, I remember when the Black Lives Mo- uh, Sorry, the Black Lives um, Matter movement happened, and I know it's been happening for years, for decades. But I'm talking about the 2020 pandemic boom. When that happened, a lot of conversations started sprouting up from it. And, um, you know, as a person of color, things just started popping up of, like, conversations that we would have as people of color uh, that white people are just hearing for the first time now. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, we have those conversations. Um, and there were times when they were like, yeah, but you're Asian. It's It's different. <laughs> And I'm like, I know it's different. Like, my conversation is going to be different from their conversation. But it doesn't mean that I don't have a conversation. But that's how it felt, though. They were pretty much saying, like, no, no, no. Quote, unquote, you're the good kind of of person of color. Like, no, that's not that's not a thing. What are you talking about? Like, it was so frustrating. But, but in that moment, I remember that moment, I, like, I shut down. I just kept quiet because... I didn't even know what to say. And that's how I felt when the news came of like the Atlanta um, shootings. And uh, just, I, I shut down again. Cause I was like, am I even allowed to say anything? Like, that's what, how I felt. Like I felt guilty to stand up for my people. I, and i didn't know what to say uh, and instead of me like feeling like i'm i am i am i am hurt by this by this i felt like oh but other people are more hurt so maybe maybe this doesn't matter like my hurt doesn't matter Ugh. um and that obviously is not the case but it's it's just So, so interesting. I had to check myself of, like, where is this coming from? And it sucks because it's coming from friends, too. It's friends who are white who are saying this, um, you know, and they don't see the different sides of racism. Like, you know, when it's... What is that called? Um, Positive racism is what they would call it. And it's like... (laughs) It's racism. At the end of the day, it's racism. Nothing, nothing, I, oh, see, see, I'm shutting down again. I'm shutting down again. Like, this is, this is what happens. Like, there, there's just this overwhelming emotion and all these, like, words come into mind of, like, hurt, guilt, standing up, courage, but also, like, like, but, check yourself. And and, and I'm just like, ah, what is happening? It's a lot. It's a lot. So me personally, what that did to me, so I shut down. And then I was like, Okay, let's like rejig ourselves. So I was like, um, how can I move forward from this? What is something that I can do? Because I know the things that I am good at, I know the things that I'm not good at. And I know I can get across with either be comedy or something and so I would make these videos of just me talking about it or or you know what I mean like little things of even just Asian pride and that made me feel like oh okay like this I can do this I can do this like this is I know I know like uh, but at the back of my mind also, it's like, is this what you call standing up for your Asian, <laughs> your Asian community? And I'm like, yeah, because, because this is what I do. I'm a storyteller. If I don't keep doing this, this is going to happen again. And people are going to think like, oh, their story doesn't matter because of these preconceived notions again and again and again and again. So that was my way of coping with it. I don't even know if that was coping. It was like the aftermath of the coping. (laughs) It was was the, you know, when like we like shut down and then when we're at like our very, very peak and then it just got like the fire starts again. Like that was when the fire started again.
3: Yeah, it's like reclaiming almost. Like you're reclaiming your healing.
4: Exactly. Yes, that's exactly what it was. And, And I felt good doing that. But... You know, at the end of the day, these doubts are still going to come of like, oh, am I doing enough? Is this, you know, what else can I do? Uh, Am I doing right? I don't, am I doing wrong? And rest. (laughs) And then when it becomes overwhelming like that, rest. And... uh, that's why I love us also, because like the thread that we have when we were just kind of talking there, it made me like a little bit like calm down. I don't know why, but just talking to people who have these same experiences, it made me like feel less gaslit by my own
2: self.
3: <laughs> um,
2: it's back Exactly.
3: And also something important you that that you that that like sparks something in my mind that you said Izzy is like when you said am I showing up for my community something that we have to remember is that we are part of the community <laughs> so we have to take care of ourselves so yeah like you doing that and doing whatever it takes to to process your feelings and show up for yourself and reclaim um who you are is showing up for your community
4: yeah and I didn't realize actually how affected I was by it until my roommate um, was like, oh, let's, <laughs> uh, I want Dollybee. And I was like, oh, do you want to walk or um, are you going to Uber Eats or something? And they were like, walk? And I'm like, yeah, like I'll walk with you. And then I was like, oh, wait. Do I like we're both we're two Filipinas walking down the street and this was right after it happened and in my mind I just like almost spiraled of like wait Canada has a tendency to copy the states and so <laughs> I like in my head I was like there's just someone who's coming after me like that's how it felt and and I was like you know what yeah let's let's just Uber eats And that was the moment that I was like, uh, okay, maybe I need to I need to sit and really think where this is coming.
3: Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Sorry. I feel like I'm speaking so much. But like to piggyback on that, the same thing, like the next day, I knew I had plans to do grocery uh, shopping in East Chinatown. And I literally was like, I didn't even realize that I was, you know, questioning it in my mind. I was like, is it a good idea for me to go to Chinatown today? I actually was like, no, I shouldn't go. And like so much anxiety, so much anxiety. I was like, just like walking through, I'm like, someone's legit. I'm like, someone's going to attack me or someone in in this, on the street. Uh. I really felt like that was a huge possibility. And the fact that like, I felt so unsafe in a neighborhood that I was like, usually feel safe in but the thing is with these things it's like when it's like a domino effect you know one crime happens and then it just gives license to to continue to do it and that's why should happen in Atlanta and then that stuff happened in New York you know because people are like oh I can get away with it and I think I like I I knew that I was upset about it But low key, I didn't even want to say like during our meeting last week, this time last week, I was crying (laughs) during our meeting when we were talking. I just was like cut my head down. Um, And then it was sort of after the meeting that like I kind of like broke down to my partner about it. And it was just like, I don't know. It's just a lot. But anyways, yeah.
4: Yeah, even now it feels weird to talk about. I don't know why, but it. it I f- like. I feel like. Oh, I'm talking too much
1: about this. And it's like, why? Why am I censoring
4: myself?
1: <laughs> Jesus. We're so good at giving others space to grieve and mourn and feel the feelings, but like when it comes to our own, like our own stuff, our own, like, going through it. It's just... Yeah, because there, there, it feels like there's, like, immense pressure to be strong. For some... Like, there's some... There's, like, some written rule somewhere that makes us feel like we have to, but we don't because it's, like, this stuff's traumatic. What's happening is traumatic, and it's only the American stuff that's being, like, publicized and broadcast. Like, this stuff also happens in Canada. This happens everywhere, in the world but we're only hearing about a small teeny tiny fraction you know of the world so
2: yeah that time was i'm, I'm quiet because i'm like emotional it it was it was just so much and like there's a lone. like I, I think izzy you're you're getting to this it, it's like there's a loneliness that you feel You know, it's an immense loneliness that you feel when you are a BIPOC or marginalized person, Um, that isolation, because historically speaking, we're not even, in this case, like we're not even allowed to live. And it's, excuse my language, it's just fucked up, right? And it's, yeah, like when when that that day happened, when when hearing the news of Atlanta, all, all your worries that you have, like as a person of color. And then like as an Asian person, like I remember when the pandemic was first just in the, in, in the air, it didn't even land. Like when the news was just in the air in early January, like I remember there was a day I was coming home from rehearsal and, and people didn't want to sit beside me, you know, in, in the subway. I remember there's this one lady, she had a mask on, she just like tisked at me. And then like, like you could, you could already feel that isolation happening, right? That people were like, oh, she's, you know, like I couldn't help but think like, is it because I'm Asian? I don't think I smell like, I don't know. And like, I was noticing with a lot of people who were Asian in in the streetcar, people were like slowly starting to avoid us. And this isn't an, not an exaggeration. This is like literally what was happening. This was back in January. So yeah, when the pandemic hit, like that was my first thought. I was like, oh shoot. It's not going to be safe to walk by, by myself. And I think the last time that I walked by myself without my bike, it's like months ago. Like, I can't leave the house by myself without my partner. Even wanting to go on a bike ride, I feel so unsafe. It's just like, I have a right to exist alongside people. We have a right to exist alongside this, you know, community of people just in the world. And some person, and I refuse to say his name some past president became the symbol of hate and told people that it was okay to express your hate and eliminate people you know i'm using very extremist language but it's just it's very it's maddening because yeah you think you think you're like am i am i (laughs) you know do you know what i mean like it's just it's so frustrating and it's so overwhelmingly maddening And, and yeah, it's just, it's moving through the motions of that, right? Of just, of just like navigating, um, all those feelings. I I remember like, yeah, when Atlanta happened and I'm sure many of us did, like you can't stop crying. You can't, and, and because it's just, it's just that like child part of you that feels like that immense hate and absorbs that immense hate or not even your child self, just your whole self. We feel invalid in sharing our feelings or or that we can't give ourselves face, uh, space to feel them. It's because, of, it's because of these oppressive systems that have told us that like we're not allowed. That you're not allowed. That you have to be the model minority. That you have to serve us. That your life isn't important enough to live because then the system is not churning. It's like sacrificing people's lives and well-being for these oppressive systems and then how it seeps into ourselves and into our deepest most oppressive inner critics that tell us that you're you're not worthy that you're not worthy i know for myself you're not worthy of living you're not worthy of like waking up in the morning i i feel so much anger towards those those voices that seep into our 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 beings cuz it's it's not true it's not true but for so long we've been telling ourselves that it's truth and that is so it's it's upsetting it's very upsetting anyway that's my raw rant <laughs> about everything you know
4: yeah um, you touched upon like kind of relying on your partner and just to go back to the whole Jollibee thing um so we were like okay maybe we'll uber eat and then i was talking to my partner who happens to be a white male and he was like oh it's okay like uh, I'll come over like tomorrow and we can all get Jollibee then and I'm like okay yeah I can add. and then I was like Whew. so me going out and and like of course that's like uh you know that's that's great of him to offer amazing thank you so much but it made me think like I don't want to rely on someone on on someone just to walk outside and and it's tough because but but i felt like i do I, I i do need you right now can can you please help me <laughs> so it's it, it's that struggle of like i want to be independent and stand up for my community by myself but it's also also can you help me please because no one's listening to me I, it's it's so hard i can't like
2: yeah mm-hmm. yeah and it's i think like i don't know maybe this is a broad because i feel that i feel that so hard you know it's just even hearing it out loud, it's just like, ah, like, am I not even like I as an us? Are we not even worthy of our own freedom? You know, our own independence? Of course we are. Of course we are. Yes. And, you know, it's it's not wanting to give those like oppressive powers um, more power because they're, you know, it's like it's like you strip away power from us. Like we don't want you to be Powerful. This is like, so not articulate, but you know what I mean? Like they, I don't want to give you more power, like through my fear. I don't want to give you more power through my fear, but I still live in fear. Even being, um, like even being a woman, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, like already having that fear. It's so many layers, so many layers. I know, like a lot like Black and Indigenous folks have been asking of this for, for so long. And and we are part of that community as well. Like the BIPOC community, we've been asking our white quote unquote allies or aspiring allies to step up. And that's the thing. It's just like, while we are growing in our leadership and, and like we've been talking about, it's like we, we are tired too. But that's where our aspiring allies need to step up. Like if you are an aspiring ally and you're listening right now, Use the things, the theories that you've read about, you know, all the money you put towards your, your, your podcasts and your books and your TVs and your movie or whatever, like maybe actually put it into action this time because you've observed enough. So what are you going to do? I'm sorry if this sounds abrasive, but like, I, I really ask because we're tired. We are telling you we are exhausted. And and we
3: can't keep being exhausted. And it's not a lot to ask. It's like, this is something that, you know, we live through every day. You know, BIPOC folks, like, that's something that we live through every day. So the least you can do is show up, you know?
0: I think a big part for showing up too, especially for a lot of people who this might be really new to, is that, racist microaggressions those also take a lot of weight those are also really frustrating and they're harmful and even if like if you don't have money or resources to be able to donate then you know maybe like even speaking up if you hear somebody making like a really bad racist joke if you hear somebody who's like trying to make a joke about like where the punchline is like an accent it like call them out on it you hear like problematic like uh, around atlanta there was a big discussion in like a big friend group chat and we're talking about how it's so layered there is the whole discussion about it was an attack against like sex work like the hate crime and the racism and i know for me um the fetishization of asian women if you've seen these jokes you know that a character did the baby fully. you just like, we'll call this out. But that's a huge thing. It really sucks to feel like that, to feel like you're so dehumanized or that just knowing that somebody sees you and they don't even have to know who you are or they do. And it feels even worse when they do that. But to know that they don't see you as a human, that they see you as like an object of their fantasy, of their desire. And that's all that they see. And like, of course, what happened in Atlanta is obviously terrible. It's obviously not right. It's really wrong. But it's also even like seeing the, even seeing this on dating apps when I was on them, the fucking weird messages that you'd get about once they find out, like once they found out that I was Asian or that I was Filipino and then putting these like tropes that have been put in the media, I was just like, oh, you're really submissive. I'm Like, whoa, what? Where the fuck did you get that from? Like, I watch hentai. I'm like, this is not a good thing that you're talking
3: about. Why are you telling me this? But and it's, it's like, so blatant, you know? It's like, that's literally fucking inappropriate.
0: 100%. Or like, they call you exotic and they're like, that's a compliment. I it's like, no, it's not. No, that feels terrible. Like, that feels terrible. What you're telling me is that you're not trying to actually get to know me as a person. You're just seeing me as like some sort of object to fit whatever the fuck you want. And like, that's. A big, like, that's like a, that's, like, a big layer in that. And I wish that was something that was talked about more. Because, obviously, like, women are sexualized in general. Or Asian women, it's, like, a whole different subset of it. And it sucks, and it's harmful, and it feels terrible. I'm just if you, especially if it's, like, somebody that you know who's making these offhand comments. But like, oh, I'm not talking about you. I'm just talking about, like, this K-pop star that I really like. I'm like, okay, but she's Asian. Do you see how this could be parallel you see how the way that you're talking about her can also reflect how like it makes me think is that how you think about me it's these it's these small little microaggressions i feel like people don't realize how harmful they are and of course like you know the combination of the anti-asian racism obviously but all the layers that intersect on top of that like i can see how this progression came to be and i don't know about you but i know for me through processing everything was like that wasn't shocking to me you know it's like it wasn't like something that came out of nowhere i knew this was was like we knew this was happening we knew these attacks were happening we lived through like we lived through this harm as filipinas as asian women that's a
4: very good way of putting it like i there was something that i was missing i didn't know what that was, and it was that that I wasn't surprised at the end of the day.
1: because this isn't new. This this shit's not new. Like all r- racism is not like a new like a new concept that all of a sudden is like trending now. You know, but that's how the world is taking it. Like you know, like right now it's very hot in the media, and I'm using air quotations because of blatant human brutality. Shit is happening. Shit has happened for so long on daily basis is, like, this is not new, but it's new for some people, it's like, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed new for some, for some folks, and, you know, like, it's, it's unfortunate that, like, it, like, it's only now that we're, we're taking, again, air quotations, like, people are taking things seriously, and are trying to fight the good fight, and support us, and all that, but it's like, where were you? Like, yesterday, like, last year, before the pandemic, you know, like, for example, like, I think, like, I feel like as women of color, as a woman in general, like, you're kind of, like, programmed to repress. And I remember, like, this is a thing I don't really talk about very openly, but it's something that I've repressed a lot um, and have discussed, but it's, like, one of those things that, like, around... I think it was, like, about two years ago. Um, I was finished teaching. One day I was waiting for the bus in Toronto, downtown Toronto. I was heading from teaching a class to a rehearsal for a show that I was doing. Ironically enough, it was about stories of people's immigration struggles and, like, running from, like, war-torn countries and the shit they had to get to, like, to go through to get to Canada. Uh, It was a very intense verbatim show that I was working on um and a lot of trauma and like 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 it was verbatim so I was reading word, like memorizing word for word like these these folks is like traumas and not really letting myself um kind of take like I there was like a saran wrap covering me in terms of like protection like of like of like space so that I don't have emotional break down during this rehearsal process because it was really traumatic um like the content and it was very triggering so I was very cautious but it was just another day I was on my way to work <laughs> um and then um a person just like came up to me and just they weren't uh, they were very frantic and they came up to me out of nowhere and it was just like go back to your country got in my face zero like 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 there was somebody with me, uh, like another woman, but she was, she was white and she was like, like she fully witnessed, she was probably a few feet away from me um, and just bare witness to it, but didn't say anything. It was a scary moment. Like, but like, you know, I was not expecting her to like fight, but it was just like, also I was not expecting to get attacked that day. Um, And this was two years ago, two years ago from like, like before pandemic time. So this is, you know, and in downtown Toronto in a place that I felt relatively safe in, you know, broad daylight. Um, and then I had to make it to my rehearsal where I had to talk about other folks' um, triggering trauma about being, like you know, escaping their war-torn countries. And I was just sitting there being like, well, something, like, something this just happened. Um, okay. And I didn't really have a breakdown about it. I didn't really process it until months later. Like, I had good talks with folks and, like, I told my director at the time, Um, and he was also a person of color and was just like, this is, I'm so sorry if you need space. I was like, no, 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 I'm fine. And that's like, I feel like that's just the mantra. Like, this is our mantra. No, 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 it's okay. I'm okay. You know, like, I'm fine. I'll repress it. It's okay. I have, I have things to do. There's more things, like, other people have it worse, you know? And a few months later, I ended up doing a contract in PEI. And, um, we had a discussion because the show was about, um, Canada's, reconcil- like, like, trying to figure out steps towards, um, re- like, reconciliation and talking about the history of the Indigenous folks um, uh, during, like, the, t- the time of Confederation and all of that. <laughs> so a lot of heavy stuff. It was a, it was a lot of heavy learning <laughs> that year, but I remember we were talking about having a, just, like, a circle discussion on, like, the first day of class program, where they were like has there been a situation where like you felt different or you felt other and I was like oh okay well this just happened to me a couple months ago and then right after I told it people were like shocked because like I I got you know like it was a traumatic situation but I didn't let myself feel it um and then I had a full breakdown <laughs> like in class because I was like oh shit I guess I just haven't allowed myself to like accept the fact that this is happened this happens this is constantly happening and it happened to me it could have happened to anyone but you know because of because of just the blatant racism of folks and closed-mindedness and not you know of ignorance we like like, we, we end up just taking these situations and soaking it up and holding on to it. And not, like, for me, I know I, it took me months before I, I was just like, oh, that, that was trauma. That was a traumatic situation. And, like, the world has not changed from <laughs> two years ago. You know, it's, if anything, it's worse. Um, but it, it, it hasn't stopped. Like, this is not new. This is not like, this is not a cool new TikTok dance that we're all dancing. You know, this is our lives. These are our daily lives. And yeah, it's, it feels like the survival. It, like, we're just survive. We're just trying to survive constantly. And then, with the added layers of the pandemic and the added layers of, you know, just, you know, like trying to figure out how to make money, every, you know, it's exhausting. It is exhausting. And like, to echo, what we've already talked about, like, it's, should it shouldn't just be on us, the ones that are like you know, that, that constantly have to just live through these situations every day, and not to negate anybody else's kinds of traumas, because and and like, like hardships and stuff, but when, when you see that other folks are having a hard time and, like, just showing up, and like checking in, it's it could be as small as showing up and checking in and being. You know, being a rest back to uh, to your to, to your friend, be a friend, be a friendly person. Like you know, like like make those. Make those make those like step in comments where if you hear it, like exactly what, what's been brought up already. Like those are the things that make the small changes, which turns into big changes. But just know that we've we've been going through this shit. All our lives, the second, right out of the womb. And it's a horror, like, and our parents have been going through it. Like,
3: And also, it's just like, if you are a white person mm
1: -hmm.
3: and the hardest thing for you to, like, go through in this situation and advocating for uh, your friends of color, if the most, if the most, yeah, the most scariest thing that you have to experience in this is being uncomfortable like, just think about the kind of oppression that us folks have to go through. if that's what you're worried about about being uncomfortable about advocating for someone or taking an extra step to let you know to 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 ask what your friend of color needs in a moment to feel safety if that's uncomfortable for you to speak, you know, to stand up for someone like. That's what your worry is: is that you're going to feel uncomfortable. Like that's bullshit. That's yeah. that's the scariest thing that you have to go through is uncomfortability.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Some white friends that I have, I, I saw that they were like
2: AP when you're saying like it, it's racism is new to some people. Like it's you know like last year especially like you know people like coming to you because they realize you're their only like not white friend and um and that for myself was like I've 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 done a lot of distancing from from a lot of my white friends I will say that and if you are listening like here's the truth um it's exactly what Ellie said if if you feel uncomfortable to talk about these things check yourself (laughs) check yourself like I had some friends who were like oh I really wanted to check in on you these past few weeks but I just didn't know how and if it was right and blah blah it's like i I know there are a lot of feelings about checking in and stuff. Nobody checked in. Nobody checked in. And I was having a, a talk about this with my partner and and you know, it was like, it's an unrealistic expectation, and blah, blah blah, and I'm like, I don't know. Like, I guess so, but also these are the same people who who share the, who share the memes, who share the infographs, who share all these things online, but they get uncomfortable with just like checking in. And it's like, oh wow, like you kind of show yourself. It's like you're making it about you again. Maybe you're worried because you checked in too much last year, but now you're not checking it out. Like I know we're all in our journey, and like we, I, there's empathy. I feel that, but it's like this all or nothing mentality is just is exactly why we're in this situation in the first place, you know.
3: There's such a fine line between like checking in and checking off your boxes.
2: Yes, exactly. Yes. You know,
3: it's like, are you checking in or are you doing this because you feel like it's going to be some sort of like white savior thing that you're trying to <laughs> yeah. mark your boxes yeah. off of? It's like, yeah, do what you're here to do.
0: Yeah. It's also kind of like what Belinda, you were saying earlier, uh, it's like you're checking um, Am I? Am I your closest Who's a person of color? Am I your closest Asian friend? Because if so, that's a little concerning. We haven't talked in a very long time. I mean, I guess I could kind of appreciate that, but at the same time, it's like this, uh, this kind of says a lot. Uh, I'd like to make an offer for what I think is like in case people are still new to this and like, well, how do I do it? I know personally for me, I appreciate the check ins are like, hey, I know you're going through a lot. You don't have to respond to this or you or like, there's no pressure to respond to this right away. Just know that I'm here if you want to talk. I find that like, those are the check-ins that work best. I am like, okay, I know, like, I'm glad that, you know, I'm still processing. I'm going through a lot, but I appreciate knowing that whenever I do feel like I'm ready and there's a no timeline to that,
2: I can talk to you. Mm-hmm. And it's like, talk, it's like, listen, I'm here to listen.
1: Like, that's the biggest mm-hmm. one for
2: me. It's like, I'm here to listen. Because the amount of times yeah. that I did talk to some people last year, and I get like, uh, it's, there's that part of me that's feeling bad, but it's just also just like, I'm here holding space for your tears of guilt while I'm mourning. And there's no space that you are giving for grief. Is that why you called? Or did you just want some validation from your not white friend to tell you that you're not racist or that you're a good person? I'm sorry, I can't be that person for you.
4: And I got um, friends who talked. <laughs> you know, they were there yeah. for a talk. <laughs> but it was not a talk, it was oh a debate oh, no. on things. Yeah. Oh, it's more like, actually, no. the statistic says. And I'm like, <laughs> don't, don't statistic me.
1: You're like, don't pull that. based on my, the color <laughs> of my skin. and my, Exactly. Know, I can this me. is
4: the only statistic yes. you need. My morena skin color...
3: Yes. It's safe to say the that MS. they do not rest back you.
1: <laughs>
3: you, <did not>. <laughs> ah! <laughs> you know? Yes. yes. But, like, you know what? In these cases, like, all we're really asking for is some sincerity. Because mm-hmm. I understand, mm-hmm. like, I knew that, well, I'm also a POC, so it's like the experience is going to be different from a white person. But, like, when shit was going down, like, you know, with everything that happened at the beginning of the year with George Floyd and and BLM it's like okay i I'm, I'm going to reach out to my my black friends like how how do i go up this and so i had to be very careful because i'm like i understand that a lot of black folks probably don't want to talk about it right now because it's processing so i i kind of like thought about it in in ways that i would like for someone to show up for me and and i think it starts with being like, hey, I, I love you. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the time it's like, hey, I love you. Or like, I'm thinking about you. And, and kind of easing into it and also being like, yeah, I'm here to listen. If you are ready or even want to talk. But aside from that, like, I love you. And it is about being like really holding space for someone. Like hold space for them. Because also going back to talking about uncomfortability. Like that's a fucking privilege to feel uncomfortable in in these mm-hmm. situations, mm-hmm. yeah. Because people are literally being fucking killed. That's that's a that's a huge that's so far removed from you being uncomfortable.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: So if that's the only thing that you have to worry about, then yeah, check yourself.
1: Yeah, don't <laughs> pressure and then don't put pressure on on the person to respond
2: because mm-hmm.
1: it's like you know, like if it's literally just to validate your own feelings it's really not sincere it's really Mm -hmm. not for the the health and well-being of your POC friend you know and this is just like like don't make them feel like they have to because they're going through it we're all we're going through it Mm -hmm. like we feel unsafe leaving the house what the like Like, don't expect them to message you one minute after you send them, you know, I, I'm just, I feel, I just feel so cynical, you know, like, even if Mm -hmm. people just, like, check in with you, I'm like, okay, great. You know, like, like,
3: what are your intentions here? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Like, do do you want me to give you a gold star? Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, like, thank you. Like, you did good. A plus. Like, you know, it just feels very again exhausting because it's like i'm like we we're healing we're trying to heal and then there's this and i i like the thing is you could be totally genuine but like society has made us feel like nobody has our back Mm -hmm. society has made us felt like like their people are just checking off boxes and just showing face and just hashtagging these like situations and like I don't know I I, and I think it's just there's a lot still a lot of like repression and processing that I still have to do because I feel like I had to I didn't I just didn't have the capacity at the beginning of when things started really getting really really bad but yeah I just I think I'm still going through a cynical phase right now because I'm like great cool like what do you want like what do you want from me like I'm like I'm just tired. Yeah. And like, and it sucks because you know, like, so it's hard enough, <laughs> like, it's hard enough, like, yeah. going through everything th- nowadays.
3: There yeah. are, oh, sorry, did I cut someone off?
4: Oh, oh I just said, yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, who do you trust? That yeah, you are, I know. You
3: know. I do yeah. want to say that there are, there are some of my white friends who have, like, showed up in ways that I'm like really appreciative for like I had Mm -hmm. someone um both her and her partner are white and said hey like just letting you know like like I hope you're doing as okay as you can be but just like you know my my husband and I recently just got a car so if you ever feel unsafe in any situation you just call me and we'll come pick you up you know
4: That's that's great Take notes, folks. Right. (laughs) And it's just like,
3: yeah, matter of, you know, like straight to the point. It's like I understand this is what you're going through. And this that's action. That's taking action. It's like this is what I can do for you right now. And be like, this is this is it here. Like it's like tangible shit. And it's true. And it's like I really appreciate that because it is scary. Like I I like just going back from experiences and stuff. Like I I worked at a Filipino restaurant for a really long time. And um, it was a well-known restaurant and most of our guests were white folks, you know, which, you know, it's cool, but can be also really scary. And, you know, most of the time experience a lot of like like, uh, microaggressions and just again, blatant racism. It's like, you don't even know how inappropriate you are right now. And what was scary about that was that the front of house was all mainly women. So it's just like, sometimes I... It could be like a really interesting dynamic where it's just like, I'm really proud to be working in this place. And I, as much as I'd love to be, you know, just be filled with pride going to work, I also had to think about my safety because all of us were, were Filipino women. Um, and in the heart of the city, like a queen of Bathurst, the amount of men that would come in just to just sit there not purchase anything not be willing to like immerse themselves in our culture the amount of times we had to ask for the men in the back to come to the front because we felt unsafe you know mm-hmm. and then even even people who came in who who um, you know claim that they want to be part of this community or or learn about the community and the types of things that were said like some guy was like so um one do you have chopsticks you know that was like a like a very very common thing to be asked which I was like okay no we don't have chopsticks we use a spoon and a fork but it was like some guy was like um, so, at what point do chopsticks end in Asia? Where do they start and where do they end? I'm like, are you fucking what? dumb? What? I, oh my I God. know. My God. And wow. you know, like the best thing is like the, the, my best reaction to do because like I'm a very nice person, but I'm also very confrontational, which I know can stress out my managers. But they 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 can't do anything but support me. To be honest, because it's all rightfully so. I put my hands behind my back. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> can you please explain? And after it's like, no, still don't get it. And so it was just a lot of that and just like, yeah, the fucking, the, the, the expectation that we will wait to you, you know, wait on you because, you know, we are supposed to be submissive. So that's even like doubly weird. Like being a waiter can be a little fucked up as, you know, in, in of itself, it's like that. And then on top of that, being a person of color and then being like an Asian woman, it's like, I love this, but I also feel unsafe and, you know, it's, it's hard to navigate. And like, how do you, how do you stand up for yourself? How do you stand up for yourself and, and be able to do that? Because like innately, like that's what I want to do is I always want to stand up for people, but I also have to think about like, am I jeopardizing my safety right now? You know, like, and especially right now, like being fetishized, like I'm in a queer relationship with another Filipino woman, like that's scary too. And it's like, I have to really consider, you know, our safety, In that sense, it's like, I know that it, in addition to being queer, we're also Asian. So like the types of looks, it's just like, it's uncomfortable and it's scary. And it's, that's, it's, it's hard because it's like, I want to say something, but am I jeopardizing my safety? Which is the most frustrating fucking thing is that I can't even stand up for myself because I have to worry about being attacked. Mm. And it's like, it makes me really mad.
1: We just want to live. And like, it kind of just feels like this is something I'm going, like, currently feel like anytime I say anything, there's so much weight to it. Even if it's just like, ordering a coffee at Starbucks like it feels like I'm a walking poster of like <laughs> of you know like just like a political statement you know it just feels like anytime I talk it like there's like gravity to it and responsibility and there's a lot of it just feels it's it, it, it's it just feel, I just feel like I can't if I say the wrong thing, then it'll be taken the wrong way. And then if it's taken the wrong way, then it'll be a direct hit to the full Asian community. Like, like why does my brain go there? You know, like, I feel like I'm programmed to- Fear. Right? Yeah. Like, I, I like I had a class like the other day and like, I was talking about how this song, the song that I had chosen was very like meaningful because it was an empowerment song. And then it just felt like, it like feels like anytime I make a choice now, more than ever, it's, it, it, it's just like the responsibility to stand up for the entire community. And that's like a lot of, you know, it's a lot of pressure, but it's also like, you know, that's the burden we kind of bear just living, you know, and breathing. And that's exhausting. And like, you know, it's frustrating because, you know it feels like we're under microscopes. Not microscope. Microscopes, right now.
4: Microscopes.
1: They're like Scooby Doo there. My <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, but I yeah, we like it. Just it's an exhausting time, and like luckily we have support system. Right, we have our families. We have people that that support us. Thankfully, but there are folks that don't have that. Right now. And, you know, like, I, my heart, I, I hold space for you.
3: Yeah. Mm. Also, as like young yeah. people in the Asian community, it is a responsibility to look out for elders, especially Absolutely. in mm-hmm. yeah. everything that's happening. Um, and that was really scary for me learning about Vilma. Um, because all of our moms are around the same age. And like mm-hmm. I really thought about it, and I had to ask myself when I've been like going through this. It's like when these things happen in the news, I have to ask myself, what about it is triggering me the most? Like it's a scary thing to talk to myself about, talk to myself about, to have a conversation with myself about, you you know what I'm trying to say, but in that moment, like, and I talked about it right after a meeting last week. And I, that was when I sort of had a breakdown and I didn't watch the video. And there's a lot of things that are, that, that trigger me in this, like Oh my goodness! The fact that no one helped, but also the headline is: um, sixty-five-year-old woman gets her uh, gets attacked on her way to church. And I, I don't consider myself to be a religious person, but it's something about the idea of this woman going to a place where she feels safe and doing something that's so innocent and pure uh, to be faced. With a, a brutal attack to go, you know, like that idea of someone going to do something innocent and pure, and then be attacked, and and and, and that's what bothered me, and it made me think. Because I think, Belinda, you might have brought this up when we talk about our sketch gospel gossip, and how you know there's layers to that sketch we're not just making fun of our titas for being chismis and gossip, you know, chismosa and being gossips in church. But um, it's the fact that for a lot of women, for our moms and for our Lola's and for our titas, church isn't just a place of worship, but it's also a place of community. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times they're at home taking care of us and it's their opportunity to socialize with their friends. And so that also made me really sad that, you know she was looking forward to doing something probably i don't want to make assumptions but in my mind like i i had i put my mom in this situation where it's just like there's so much joy in in finding community where you can and she was on her way to do something that brought her joy what i can imagine and that happened it just i don't even have words for it because I think about my titas and I think about my mom and my Lola and how much happiness brought you know was surrounded with that idea of going to church and it's just that headline that bothers me the most and then I thought about gospel gossip but I'm like fuck
2: yeah yeah it's like going back to it um AP was talking about with the cynicism. Like, I think and, and and connecting it to what Ellie was saying about thinking about our elders, like I I remember talking about all of this with my mom, and like her cynicism was coming up. She's like, Are you surprised? Like this is literally what we've gone through since we landed here. This is what we go through every single day. This is the reason why we are in our situation. You know, just to see that again and again and again is just it's so painful, right? Because as much as we're trying to like fight for our right to live and and not even in the extreme, just to like have the freedom to to make choice, which is a privilege that we have as our generation, we have the choices to live the lives we want to live. Or there are resources there out there for us. Our elders and our parents, like they they've sacrificed so much, and to think that their sacrifice is going to result in this act of violence, is just, um, it's heartbreaking. It's so heartbreaking.
1: Oof, it's it's tough times. And um, taking care of those people that you care about is so important. Don't be afraid to check in, regardless of what the response is gonna be from the other person, showing that you care Especially if it's somebody in your life that you actually really do care about. It it means something.
4: And be gentle. Well, speaking of taking care, my Mainetna Chica is (laughs) I feel like I need new friends. Um, because this really opened my eyes to how many people in my life are unwilling to learn and would just rather debate their view versus seeing the other side of things. So, um, hey, who wants to be my friend? <laughs> I'm saying, like, because, like, honestly, the teacher, yes, for sure. But then outside, I was like, and I had a moment of like, am I incapable of having like genuine other race friends? Like, uh, because none of them checked in or, or if they did, it was to talk about themselves and, and how they are dealing with this. Um, <laughs> and I just, I <sighs> people, I love people. I want to be your friend. That's my <laughs> mainit na chica.
1: <laughs>
4: that was hot. That was hot. It was hot. It felt hot because like, you know, in, in moments like this, it, it it's that thing of like, this is a little bit selfish, but also, yeah, this op- this this did. It opened my eyes to this. So that's why it's my mainit na Because, man, I want friends. Open, open-minded friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where do we? Where, where do I meet one? <laughs> Just yeah, so one. I'm,
3: I will hook you up with some friends.
4: Yay! That's like a blind date, but for
3: friends. <laughs> <gasps>
4: that's so fun!
3: We <laughs> could start off with, uh, what are your views on Asian hate? Honestly, honestly, that's so true.
4: <laughs> that's true.
3: That's yeah, true. Because you just, know what?
4: Some yeah. of them actually will say, like, oh, yeah, of course, there's hate everywhere. Yeah, yeah, You know what? And if it's that already, I'm like, okay, 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 okay.
3: Yeah. Look, please,
4: someone rated. else take over because mm-hmm. I am out of control. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um. I mean, there's a lot of hot takes that I have. There's not enough time. <laughs> I think maybe it's all rooted from anger, but, like, I don't know if this is considered this but it's like I mean I'm a very nice person and I do have friends who are white who I appreciate but just be warned (laughs) if you say some fucked up shit I'm gonna call you out on that real hard (laughs) you know and that is I mean I mean that is the hot take I think is that like You can be a kind person, but advocate for yourselves in in whatever way you need to. And I think that 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 really that idea really held me back from speaking my mind and saying what I had to say or calling people out. Um, Quote unquote, because I know that can be like a touchy subject with cancel culture, which I have lots of thoughts on that as well. But like I want people to know that like there's nothing wrong with asserting your boundaries and telling someone that they were they are inappropriate and don't let anyone tell you that you're a bad person for doing so you know because i think that's like people will tell you that oh you know the classic she's a bitch it's like am i a bitch are you really just um are you really just projecting your insecurities or showing your ignorance you know? So it's just like calling someone out, you know, when need be, like when you need to, especially in situations like that doesn't make you a bad person. It really just shows that you are showing up for yourself and you actually care about yourself and that you're prioritizing your mental health. I mean, with that being said, there is such a toxicity with cancel culture, but you know, at the end of the day, if some, if you feel very strongly about something and then you feel unsafe, there's there's nothing wrong with 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 um saying that and expressing that to someone. And something that's really important about that situation is that, in terms of like choosing your friends, back to what Izzy's saying, someone's response to something like that will definitely show their true colors. So pay attention. Uh, I guess I'll kind of piggyback off of Ellie
0: because the main chica, that's not really my na chica, or it is, and we've just kind of been talking about it. Um, and I know I've already said this on the podcast, fuck the model minority myth. That shit is so harmful. And I know I'm still fighting a lot of that internally. It's the whole, keep your head down, keep quiet, be the good Asian, be the oh even saying it be like the obedient one who doesn't speak up because you're going to get like other than all that I hate that so much but I also know that I'm something that a lot of us are still working on and my main thing right now is just like fuck that I don't want to be quiet anymore it's like I don't like no I have a voice I'm uncomfortable about something, it's just it's basically what Ellie was saying. Like, I know personally for me, I'm like, I'm not as confrontational, but I'm still working on it and just like really just trying to like channel that, like using that, like using your inner voice and then also just elements of model minority myth like exist in lots of places. And I think it's like, it might be a little harder thing to figure out if you see it happening when it's happening. But I guess my main the chicken to that is look up model minority myth for yourselves. (laughs) We've been living it. Maybe you look it up if you don't know what it is. Learn about how it's harmful, whether you're a BIPOC person or not.
3: Because it is, uh, it sucks. But specifically, if you are not a BIPOC person, if you're white, basically what we're saying, if you're white, then search it. (laughs) <laughs> that's what I want to say <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah I guess that's kind of <laughs> look it up Retired. you can google things it's there use that resource
2: my mainit na um is do not underestimate the power of the Asian community of any BIPOC or marginalized community do not underestimate our power as and as like and and as Asian women you know for so long we've been told that our power does not exist but it has always existed and it can it can look like different things it could be like a quiet power you know it could be um a loud power it, and it and it ebbs and flows it's so fluid the fact that we can like you know like I I I've, I know for myself like what maricus is saying like oh like confrontation it's like it's hard right but there are other ways to to assert your power and and it's and all of it's valid i think it's just like yeah do not underestimate us people we are here we've always been here uh we will continue to be here and yeah yeah we're we're not going to be quiet um no we're not going to silence we're not going to silence our voices that's the thing we're not going to silence ourselves so yeah just yeah show up show up that's also my other one show up that's it (laughs) i'll add one more thing to that and amplify yes yeah and like big ups to like you know already so many communities that have all like that have been fighting this fight and all our elders who've been fighting this fight you know and have been advocating for Decades, centuries, our ancestors who like have been fighting these oppressive systems even before we like have been on this earth. Honestly, like,
3: yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's one thing that I want to add to my, my Init chica that's different. This is also just a little call out. <laughs> um, but if you are a white person and your excuse is that you have a lot of BIPOC friends. If that's if that's your way of showing up or if that's your way of justifying your cultural appropriation, uh basically shut the fuck up. <laughs> is what I want to say. Um it's like that's yeah, no, that is it is it is not an excuse. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear it
2: just listen friends listen to us listen to BIPOC and marginalized folks when we say um we need you to do something I don't care about how many books on anti-racism you've read if you are not putting it into practice into action um it's just gonna it's just another book that's gonna collect dust on your shelf and we're more than that
1: this is not new news Folks, like, again, broken record. Like, this is time after time. Tale as old as time. I can quote all of the lyrics that throw it back now, (laughs) y'all. You know, it's, like, we're, very like, we shouldn't be appreciative of the space that we're given right now. Like, you know, like, it should be, like, thank God people are listening to us right now. This is not, like, a a platform that we wanted to have, like, like showcasing our struggles and our, and our like, you know, like our fears of not feeling safe. We don't wake up in the morning, like, you know what, I want to talk about this trauma. You know, it's tiring. It's tiring. Like basic human decency is not hard. Respect is not hard. Communication is, mm-hmm. It's not hard if you if you if you're if you if you are doing unto the way that you want others to do to you. Oh no. Wow Jesus. Uh, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I really don't know if that came out correctly.
3: No, I'm just
1: mm-hmm. uh, friends, we're tired. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we're hopeful. You yeah. You know? That these conversations, they it's great that they're happening, but you know, it
0: shouldn't just be us having these conversations. Can I give one more, add one more little thing? Mm-hmm. I think, Melinda, you touched on it before, but like, big shout out to the BIPOC communities and friends and organizations and collectives that I've seen doing the work and I really feel are supportive yeah. in the movement. Like, by far and large, I feel the support coming so much more from BIPOC communities than my communities, just being which, honest.
3: Yeah, which shouldn't have to be the. <laughs> Shouldn't have to be the case. I mean, there's a whole thing where it's like, how can we do, uh, make it easier for Black folks to show up for their Asian folks? It's like, what? No. It's exhausting. I mean, again, really grateful. And thank you so much. But also like, why people, <laughs> come on.
2: being of responsibility. It's like, oh, that's a whole different... That's, yeah, a whole, that's a whole oh, yeah. episode white supremacy <laughs> oh Next
0: episode thought. or like season
3: <laughs> <laughs> Next oh, <on. laughs> my neck is getting tight that's just episode. thinking about
1: it oh my gosh <laughs>
3: i'm sorry it's like, not like, an
1: overnight situation
3: no dude it's we like you don't think that. we're fucking tired
1: yeah these are our
0: <laughs>
3: raw feelings yeah.
0: yeah we're in this for the long haul
3: but yeah thank you to back to what mary chris is saying yeah thank you
0: yeah, thank you and I guess with that, shall we move on to a Tita life hack? There are so many problems in life as you grow. I have shortcuts to make it easy, you know. From the kitchen to sickness to sunburns or home, Tita has all of the answers. Like so,
1: our Tita life hack of the week is to check your resources, get informed, check in with your friends, read the news, have conversations, and be an active ally. That's your Diva Life Hack for the week.
0: If you don't know where to start, you can check out our, we made a statement on Instagram and Facebook. Um, where we list a bunch of different resources where you can donate, you can check out fundraisers. Um, that's a good. That's like it's like a good starting point to learn about all mm-hmm. the anti Asian racism and really just being mm-hmm. a good ally, like AP said.
2: And also, if you're part of the Asian community, um, Artita life hack I just realized, <laughs> if it's okay to add, um, is to be gentle and give time for yourself to heal.
3: And also thank you to you guys yeah. for thank holding guys. space for this. This is healing. Yeah. This is a, yeah. Okay.
4: Diwag ako lang, sige!
3: Maraming salamat for listening today. This has been
0: Anne Paula Bautista
3: Belinda Corpus
0: Mary Chris Rivera Isabel
4: Canaan
3: and Ellie Posadas.
4: Thank you. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye-bye. Take care. Ingat.
1: Stay safe. that was another episode of the tita collective podcast if you like what you heard make sure to give us five stars on apple podcasts and subscribe to us the tita collective podcast on your favorite podcast platform make sure to keep up to date with all of your favorite titas on all of our social media platforms you can find us on instagram at at tita.collective our website www.titacollective.com as well as our twitter Facebook, and TikTok. We also have merch, so pop on over to our website and grab your Tita Power.
3: This podcast has been brought to you by
2: the Sonar Network.